Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Welcome to Spiritual Life Management. I am so psyched today for my guest. She is a wealth of information for the spiritual community. Tandy Gutierrez is joining me. She is the founder of Unicorn Wellness, an online studio for efficient and thoughtful self-care for the open-hearted, spiritual seekers, witchy, and woo-woo curious magic makers of the world. She is also a tarot reader, mystic, spiritual teacher, and an author. Tandy has been in the fitness and wellness community for over 20 years. In fact, Tandy is known as a world-renowned Pilates teacher. She is a personal trainer that teaches tools to thrive with self-care through movement, fuel, and spiritual ritual. And you may have seen Tandy on MSNBC or in Self Magazine, Allure, Seventeen, Exercise TV, or Forbes. Tandy, I welcome you onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I am, like I said, I'm so psyched to have you on the show today. There are so many things that I want to talk about. But before we really dive into it, can you just share a little bit about your wellness journey and self-care and a bit about how you got started in the wellness industry and how you came to Unicorn Wellness? Absolutely. This will be a very truncated version of things because... As you know, our paths are ever unfolding and transitioning. But I started in the fitness and the wellness industry because I was in a performance space. Uh, in college, when I was getting my dance degree and an acting degree, our the head of the department had us doing Pilates as part of our program of our strength and conditioning. She understood that it, you know, as a rehab program in its, you know, inception and nature that it created stronger athletes that were less prone to injury. And if, and when you get injured, because as an athlete and a performer, you absolutely do, you have tools to get you back to performing faster. And so I started teaching Pilates as just a healthier transition for myself to earn a living in between auditioning and performing. And that's a pretty more common you know, story now, but I found that I just loved it. (laughs) I loved working with people. I loved seeing how the tiny bits of things that seem completely non-associated, like your workout or your movement patterns, improved self-confidence, healed things, allowed emotions and, you know, stagnant energies to come out and move through so much easier. And it was just lovely to be a part of something constructive day to day as a performer and auditioning. You, you take a lot of feedback on, on why you're not right for certain parts over and over and over. And it was lovely to be a part of a process where you see people getting new things right and better and these little incremental steps towards empowerment. So I started teaching and training full time because it was very clear that spirit, it kept putting it in my path. Like there were opportunities that people offered to pay for my certifications. It was never challenging for me to begin a business. Like people would come and ask me to train them and it it, it seemed very fluid, very much mm-hmm. in flow, very manifestation based. And I had just learned and continue to learn to lean into the things that are easy in that way. And it just kept growing. It took 
12 years to get to a place where I was ready to leave uh, the fitness environment and brick and mortar studio and a large company. I I had a very prestigious role at a very well-known fitness corporation and I loved it, but I was having health issues of my own. I had a thyroidectomy 10 years ago. I have celiac, I have IBS, and it was just too much for me to keep up with energetically. And at Mm -hmm. that point about... I think that was 13, 12, 13 years ago that I was starting to become more and more aware of my empath nature and in much more understanding of my psychic gifts and capacities and being with people all day long was one becoming too much energetically being inside of a building with a lot of like lighting that's just too intense. It was just too much for my system in so many ways. Right. That I, you know, took a break (laughs) to be with my kids and was in a space where I I could do that. And after the birth of my second son, uh, I knew that I wanted to get back to the world. I knew that I wanted to continue teaching in some capacity, but I really needed to find some work-life balance and motherhood balance, right? Right. And so I definitely wanted to be the mom that could pick my kids up and, and, be aware of the snacks and the fuel and, and the, the things that they were, you know, really be present with them in these, this period of time. And earnestly, it was my husband. He's also my business partner. It was his idea to launch an online offering. And this was, I say back in 2013, where it's like, I, I feel the need to distinguish that also because we've been online for a substantial amount of time when people thought it was really weird. They really felt like I was giving up my career. <laughs> You know, they thought I was crazy. Right. And like, was like, what? Nobody does anything like that online. It was only big money that had the capacity to invest in an online option to build that out. And my husband came from the tech industry at that point, And he was like, we can build this platform. So we built our original platform. Now everything's a plug and play and we've transitioned to one of those as well. But like back in the day, it was a really odd thing to do. But he woke up and was like, you have this performance background. I have watched you teach for years. You were never out of content. People adore you. And we want to figure out how to create some balance, something that's you know more than part time, but doesn't eat up all of your life. And so- right. We launched this, the first offering in 2013. And as we dug into it, my heartfelt intention was to minimize my contact <laughs> with people as I was learning how to be more grounded, be more protective in my energies and how to manage my empath nature much better. I also had been in the industry long enough to see earnestly all of the lies about it and the falsehoods and the shame and the guilt and the judgment and the misogyny of it. And I wanted to be a part of a solution. Um, I was coming from a very high-end celebrity-based clientele that was very elite. And, you know, Pilates is still looked at as elite in many places and spaces. And I wanted it to make it more accessible, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it may not be accessible to all, but it's definitely more accessible than, you know, me coaching and training at 100 to $350 an hour. And that was 13 years ago. Right. And so there was this standard of coaching and expertise that just wasn't available to most people. And people were trying so hard. I was in witness of it, of trying to um, take care of themselves. And wellness was really becoming a catchphrase of like something we need to seek out. But it really hurt my heart and to see how people were beating up 
their bodies, their vessels, women in particular, trying to beat it into submission, trying to make it look like one thing that most people don't look like at all. You know, it's not healthy. It's not normal. And my intention in coaching and training has never been about the aesthetic. There can be wonderful things. I'm very proud of my body most of the time. And I love embracing it. And I love other people when they embrace theirs. But my goal as a teacher is for someone to feel empowered, to feel well, and to not hurt inside their vessel day to day. And because of my health issues, it has hurt a lot and is very sensitive. I'm, I'm clairsentient. So Mm -hmm. that psychic capacity processes physically in me, it always has. And I just wanted to be useful and be present in an accessible way. And an online option really allows me to have more clients than I could in a brick and mortar space. So I can be more useful and allows the rate to be really accessible and maintainable for the long term, much more so than in a studio. Right. Oh, I love that. So just to clarify for the audience, you have developed an online platform, correct? Yes. Okay. Where people can literally go onto your website. It's unicornwellnessstudio.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And there are programs on there for people for training mind, body, and soul, essentially. Yes. So it's a very simple, I I like things to be simple, membership and offering. Our members join our online wellness studio and they have access to 30 minute movement patterns. They're Pilates based, but you will see a yogic flair to them. Also very functional movement patterns and some strength and conditioning influence. There are also 30 minute stretch and mobility routines. The membership comes with a guided meditation, which also functions as a full Reiki healing each month, plus new and full moon tarot readings, plus new and full moon energy forecasts. So it's like you you have a membership to the studio and you can use whatever you'd like in the studio, right? Some people come in for the movement patterns, Mm -hmm. others come for the tarot. And then when it's time and when it resonates, you can make your way to the other portions and start to layer in the practices that support you best. That sounds amazing. I mean, just the Reiki alone is amazing, (laughs) right? I that's what I think. I feel like I fullheartedly call myself a healing junkie, right? So I'm like, if there was a Reiki healing available every month that was channeled in tune to the current energies at play, like that would have had me right there. Yeah. So I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I'm a Reiki master. And I know <laughs> we're supposed to keep ourselves clean and do our own attunements, but I would much rather have Reiki given to me, then do it and take care of myself. (laughs) Me too. And I think this speaks so much to, you know, self-care that works for us versus what we should be doing or the ways that it has been done traditionally. Right. That our world is much more complicated in the last few years. It's much more to deal with. And the methods that we have used to keep us in balance they're seriously not maintaining us. We need to switch it up. We need to outsource. Yes. We need to let others care for us. And I, I just completely agree. Uh-huh. I mean, the reality is, is that the majority of our membership comes to Unicorn Wellness Studio for the movement patterns. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that people hear that my background in the fitness industry, you know, in a four-week training cycle, the science is all there in the work that I'm teaching. And 
online on the website, it is also in alignment to the current astrology and lunar energies. So our constructive rest week is the week of the new moon because new moon energy is for restoration, self-care, replenishing. Right. And the week of the full moon is the week that asks the most of your effort in our movement patterns. And that doesn't mean fast and sweaty with me. It means usually deeper and a little more intense where it's going to push your boundaries and go, okay, you've been doing really well. Let's try this. And then those two weeks in between, it's a moderate energetic ask. But the movements, like the workouts are written to help balance and harness the energies at play. Because the movements that we're going to need to balance Aries energy is very different than the movements needed to balance Pisces energy. Yes. Oh my gosh. So many questions and I'm so sorry to cut you off, but can you just go into how the movements are different for the, the different Zodiac signs? Yeah. I'll just focus on two because you know, right. all 12 signs is a lot, yes. um, but there's all kinds of places like in the membership, there's a write-up every month that speaks to this. I just launched a podcast that also speaks to this each month. But Aries season, so Aries is the beginning of the Zodiac. It's the athlete, the warrior, and the child. There's a lot. It's fire, right? It's like Aries needs to move. Yeah. And I always feel like as the mother of a double Aries, I know this energy so well. And I always explain basic Aries energy as like a Jack Russell Terrier. If anybody knows that dog breed, like they're tiny, right. but like so full of energy, they actually need like a farm to move on. But people think because they're smaller that they're fine in an apartment. You leave a Jack Russell Terrier inside without enough exploration movement and they tear everything up, right? Yes. So like <laughs> Aries needs to move. And so in Aries season, there is a focus of inversions. Aries governs the head. So there is a lot of connection to the head and the neck. Um, headstand preparation for those who are completely new to the work and, you know, full-fledged headstands for those who feel comfortable or are accustomed to it. Aries gets in their head also. They can feel a little bit like a dog on a bone in this OCD, like really focused and they, they can argue and battle. And it's important to do inversions to get out of the head, right? right? The best way to get out of your head is into the body. So there is more of like this mountain climber aspect and headstand prep, but pressure, constructive pressure on the head, you will see a lot of in Aries season, which is right now. I love that explanation. <laughs> right? And then you get to Aries or, or to Pisces, which takes us all the way around the Zodiac chart, right? right. And that's the last sign of the Zodiac. And Pisces is there to purge, to release and to cleanse and to heal. And it can be a very, well, I mean, it's water, but it's, you know, you're going to be seeing hip work because hips are our emotional storage unit of our physical vessel. When you get into opening the hips, there can be anger, frustration, and sadness, but that's great because that's a somatic release. Uh -huh. Then you want to follow that up with hip strengtheners so that we make sure that we like heal and seal the holes and then move forward in strength into new things. But you'll also see like very on the nose work of like fish pose because fish pose opens the heart and the throat chakra, right? And Pisces can take on a very victim personality and not speak up and also needs a lot of help with boundaries. And one of the best ways to create boundaries is to speak your truth. What do you need? What do you want? How do you feel? 
That's great. I love the way that there's so much tied into the program that literally when I think about this, it's it's totally mind, body, and soul. And that's the way that you're going to get the most out of you know, your body and your living and just everything that, you know, encompasses your world, your life. Absolutely. I mean, I know, I think for your audience, they will very much get this work. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but for those of us who are genuinely seeking and implementing ways to live a fully holistic life, it's just so efficient. I, as an entrepreneur, I really created what I wanted in the world. I don't want to go to 17 different platforms to get everything I need. Right. And in a pandemic, going into a studio is also, it's challenging. And, and for those of us who have autoimmune issues, it's it's not even the safest thing to do. Right. Right. And so the other piece of like my life as an entrepreneur, as a mother and a partner, my schedule is in flux all the time. And so I need things to be able to shift with me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so for Unicorn Wellness Studio, everything's labeled, everything's got a date, you know, to do, you just go in and press play. So if that's at five in the morning, or if that's at two in the afternoon, or you thought it was going to be at noon, but it's at eight at night, right? it's still there for you. I love that. I mean, with my schedule, I never know what's going to hit. And there's never the same day twice. So, I mean, I can't imagine anything more convenient. And not to mention the fact that I have never enjoyed going to the gym. I have a treadmill. That's my workout outlet. But to be able to do this in your home is, is an absolute dream. I totally agree. I think for empaths, for psychics, for sensitives, for introverts, right? I was working in spaces that I'm I'm like a 50-50 introvert extrovert. You know, the performer in me does like to be around people, but it was just too draining long term. Yes. And I think that most people, well, I I know that as an industry for the fitness and wellness industry, that we're sold a lot of lies, right? Based on FOMO, mm-hmm. you know, based on fear and this idea that an online option is not as good as an in-person option is just completely false. Because what I have witnessed in the last nine years is clients and members actually get more results because they're actually learning a self-practice and they're not there for the social aspect. They're there for themselves in receiving. Yes. Nice. Okay. I would like to shift gears just a little bit because you touched on something earlier about people beating up their bodies. And I would love for you to get into that a little bit more and just talk about what that means, what that looks like, and what we're really doing to our bodies a lot of the times is not achieving the results that we think that we're going to get when we overexert. Yes. This is one of the hallmarks of the work that I teach. So when I was in a brick and mortar studio in a fitness facility, so I had clients that I shared with other coaches, right? They'd be doing strength and conditioning work with someone else and they come to me for Pilates, right? right? And often they would transition to be working with me fully. I never tried to scoop anybody's client, by the way, but like (laughs) I didn't, they know I didn't, but they would come in and I would pull them off of everything to begin with, you know, whether it was energy that they were seeking, whether it was a release of additional weight on their vessel, you know, whether they were just trying to strengthen, I would pull them off of lifting initially. And I would definitely pull them off of all cardio initially. 
And I would bring them into the studio and have them do, you know, nearly 20 to 30 minutes of mobility and flexibility work and then 30 minutes of strengthening in the Pilates method. And they started to get results faster and they were like blown away. They were like, how the hell is this possible? Like I've been beating myself into submission, lifting for an hour, then really honing in on my food. Food is very important, Mm -hmm. but they were neglecting the rest cycles. So from a science-based perspective, right? A workout is stress on the vessel. Yes. That's what it's supposed to do. Okay. And be clear, that means it will activate cortisol. Yes. Right. And so when you get into these layers of bodies who've been in trauma, which is like every human, but for some of us, it's a whole lot more. We're not factoring in what trauma feels like from a physical perspective and how it triggers. So like cardio makes me anxious because it elevates my heart rate. That elevated heart rate to me means danger as someone who's been through trauma. Right. Does that make sense? It makes 100% sense. And as a matter of fact, I mean, I've suffered from high cortisol. And I have been told by my doctor, you need to work out daily, but you can't work out too hard or too much. And, right. you know, I'm just left there like a deer in headlights. Like, what, what, what am I supposed to do here? And not only that, I worked out, you know, what I thought was moderately it didn't even budge the scales. Then I worked my ass off and that maybe I lost two pounds. Right. So here's where we get into the science of it. You're fit, working out is stress on the vessel. It's, it's stressful, but it doesn't get triggered. Cortisol doesn't get triggered in a workout until after the 30 minute mark. So the program that I teach, right, is they're just 30 minute mat based movements. And everybody's like, well, can I get results in that? I'm like, yes, but you do have to trust me. You do have to be speaking to the long game. You're not typically going to come in and in 30 days, get all the results that you want. Right. If you're going to work with me or, or, you know, on Unicorn Wellness Studio, you're going to need to give it at least three months consistently. And consistency is different for each person. That could be two times a week. That could be seven times a week. And anywhere within that range is good honestly. Okay. Because progress in the vessel has to do with our wellness and the full circleness. We want to bring the cortisol down. So if we're in there pushing and driving and beating ourselves up, we come from a culture that is toxic masculinity, patriarchal based and misogynistic. And we think that more is better. That is a lie. I agree. So when you pull yourself off of this perfectionism, cortisol. And you go, I'm going to go move in my vessel for 30 minutes. I'm going to let Tandy talk me through it. And we have movement patterns. I mean, Pilates yoga is an interesting one. And it's why I don't teach rooted in yoga, but there are yogic movements. These are considered softer, more yin patterns, right? So these are things that are going to help equalize and stabilize our hormones. They're not going to fire our cortisol stress hormones. So we're automatically in a place of trying to cultivate balance, right? And so when you do that to a vessel and a vessel learns, I'm not in danger. I'm not trying to survive. That's when it can start to relax and find its homeostasis and this place of when it feels safe, nurtured, bolstered, strengthened, we want to be strong, believe me, then it can release the additional weight if that's what it needs. Right. Right. If that's what it wants. 
And then you start to find these places of, oh, I'm moving because that feels good in a physical body that's built to move. I feel better when I do it. Actually, it's more about my mental health has nothing to do with my physical. Then we're not as focused on the physical and then we move forward to live our lives, right? So there's so much shame built into the body culture, particularly for those of us who identify as female Mm -hmm. in this culture. And the work that I do, I really believe it is important activism that is both science-based, like, yeah, let's get some fitness results. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. But let's do it in this very balanced way that embraces more of the divine feminine that embraces the rest cycle. So the last thing I want to say here is that we work out. Right. And so we're driving too hard. We're activating stress hormones and then we're just going nonstop. I'm going to work out every day for 30 days because we have a goal. And we think that that is commitment and structure. And the body goes, No, that's uncomfortable. So stress on the vessel, a workout, necessary. But that's not where the results take place. A workout is preparation for change. It isn't the change. So if you don't have a rest cycle of any kind, you are missing out on results, which this is why when people work out nonstop or they start running only and they don't have any rest cycle, they don't get any results. Right. So when you pull back, and the great thing about Unicorn Wellness Studio is that the workouts are written in perpetuity. They're they're macro and micro cycled since 2013. In a four-week training cycle, you have a restoration, a constructive rest week every cycle, every single one under the new moon. So you know you're guaranteed time to integrate those changes and for the body to recover and go, oh, hey, look, I just released that additional weight and I made it a muscle. Awesome. You know, or, hey, I haven't overproduced cortisol in three weeks. I'm going to signal my body. It's okay to not do that all the time anymore. Yeah. And I would assume that people that are in your program would even sleep much better because Mm -hmm. it's in the cycle of the moon and everything else that's taking place. Absolutely. And you're not producing a yeah. bunch of cortisol, so you're not hyped up and you can't go to sleep at night. Yeah. And and it's huge. It's, it, it is just huge. Just yes to that. Wow. I don't know of any program quite like this. I'm, you know, listening to you talk and I'm just rocking my brain and I'm thinking, I don't know of any program that is quite tied into your body rhythms and the natural rhythms of the moon and, and everything. And it's just blowing my mind. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I There's one person that I have seen, I do not know them online, that does offer the integration of astrology with it, but it's still not the same as what I do. So in theory, I'm like, there actually, there isn't another program like this. Like I've, I have witnessed one personal trainer that I was like, right on. But when this idea really finally gelled, I mean, I know it was not me who made this up. It was a gift from spirit that, you know, the aha went off and I, that the forward training cycle overlays the moon cycles. And I was like, what? <laughs> Why is no one doing this? Yeah. Like, this is so cool. So when people recognize like the layers of it, I'm just always so grateful because a lot of people miss these layers. It feels confusing to them. They don't really understand. But for those of us deep in the magic of life, I just feel like it's a given to do it this way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it seems like it's um, a complete healing cycle for every aspect of your mind, body, and your soul. And I think you kind of touched on it too, because sometimes we are hanging on to, let's just say if you're going for weight loss, sometimes I believe we're hanging on to weight and it's not necessarily due to the fact that we're not exercising or we're not eating right, but there's some emotional layers that we need to heal too, which it sounds like your program tackles. Yes. So nowhere in my membership will you ever see any weight loss conversations. That is not the conversation I'm here to have Mm -hmm. because whether your vessel attaches to it or doesn't attach to it, what your vessel looks like in this lifetime is up to you and your vessel. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like we're all so unique. Um, And from a spiritual perspective, additional weight on the vessel is emotional distancing, right? You're creating space. Like, don't come that close to me. That's too, that's too much. That's too painful. That's too vulnerable. And often it, it isn't about people on the outside and trying to create distance and space. It's mostly about creating distance and space from ourselves. And so this is why, and I so appreciate that you see this thread in the work, I don't have that conversation. We will definitely have a conversation about how to crack your personal food code, what kind of food will fuel you, you know, at different ages and stages in your life. But if that is a goal for for you in this lifetime, it, it's it's hooked into the emotional development work, the self evolution work. It's actually so little about the workout, and and that storyline is coming along, I think, to the public in more of a mainstream way now. That you know, you can take five different bodies, feed them the exact same food, do the exact same workouts, and you will get five different results. Right. Like it's just vessels are so unique. And if you prescribe to traditional Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic will tell you there are different temperaments. Mm -hmm. There are different, our our vessel structures are just meant to be different, you know, and that genetics play a huge role in things. Huge. So you can't manipulate. Fitness is the, the manipulation of the physical vessel. Wellness right? Is the thrival, like supporting it so that it thrives. And then what are your markers for thriving? Because yeah. when you start to go, what are your markers for thriving? Those are very different than what your markers are for fitness. Yes. And I think that as a society, we haven't fully embraced the wellness industry. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, And I cannot wait. I love having conversations like this because you are in the wellness industry and we have a thought pattern that we need to change to make it a societal norm to be in the wellness industry, not the fix it and forget it or Mm -hmm. give a pill or whatever. So super cool. I, yeah. I mean, I just, again, when we launched an online offering, it was really to try to assist and progress the conversation that this 30, 60, 90 day boot camp mentality is, is actually killing us. I mean, as a U.S. culture, I, I, we probably have listeners all over the world and we have members all over the world, but I live in the U.S. This is where I've coached and trained primarily. We're one of the most unhealthiest countries, but we have this billion dollar fitness industry and wellness industry. Right. But the industries are there 
to make money. And I am all for making money, right? Let's be prosperous. Let's be abundant. There is enough to go around. And when you're selling lies based on fear and shaming people into looking like one thing and not having the conversations, why do we feel that way? How did we get here? Like then a wellness industry is no better than a fitness industry. And that's hard. I mean, it's, it's been a challenge for me as someone who's a truth teller, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and part of social media. And I didn't ask you if I could curse. Oh, so yes, you can. Curse. <laughs> okay. I was like being a skinny white bitch, you know, is like not, it, it has been hard, right? Because people are like, what do you know about it? You're, you're just, you know, and I'm like, but not that anybody needs to feel anything from me, but I have been in a vessel that has hurt so deeply and has had a lot of issues. And I've also been perceived as fit when I was very unwell. And in fact, I had to advocate for things like hardcore because I was skinny. They thought I was fine, right? Yes. Because you look a certain way, we're not even going to pay attention to you. Meanwhile, I had major issues in my body. And so the way I aim to teach and aim to cue, right, is based on how do things feel in your body, not how they look, and allowing the vessel to make the connection that it can do the best that it can and then move on. You know, our membership is a beautiful spectrum of ages and stages and vessels. Like it's, it's so beautiful, right? But, but members will really have to get into what does it feel like? What do I think? Right. <laughs> How do I feel? Rather than what do I look like? How fast is it changing? It's just a different process. It is a different process, but it's really, it's the direction that we need to go in my, in oh, my opinion. Desperately. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, desperately. Yes. So you had a thyroidectomy. I'm assuming you had mm-hmm. Graves disease. I actually didn't. Okay. So it would be that would make sense to to make that connection. I had benign nodules. Okay. Um, so my body was producing growths that were not cancerous, but my thyroid did blow out. So it, again, when I talk about I had to advocate for myself, this was years of feeling unwell. And when you look at how long it took someone to test my thyroid, it is obscene. And so I had a nodule that was found on my thyroid when I was 18 and they biopsied it. They were worried it was cancer and it wasn't cancer. And then, you know, the five years later, biopsied again, wasn't cancer, but no one was discussing thyroid dysfunction for years. Yes. And I bring this up because my son has Graves disease and I've noticed that it's like, oh, you know, you'll be okay. We'll kill it. Which I could go on, you know, get on a soapbox about that. You know, we can kill it, we can do this, or we can do that. But, oh, you'll be fine. Nowhere is there any other talk about what can we do for your body or what's going on with your emotional well-being. And the same thing with other health issues, um, whether it's fibromyalgia or whether it's celiac or or what have you, which uh, I know you're celiac. So... Yeah. I'm curious, so how your health issues has played into your program and what kind of results are you seeing? They've played into it big time because part of my wellness was just at a place that it was deteriorating, right? I'd had two children. I'd been in a very demanding 
uh, role, Mm -hmm. you know, where I was working 80 hours, 60 to 80 hours a week. And I just couldn't sustain it. And I had gone to all of the practitioners, both Western and non. But when I went to doctors, right? Right. (laughs) I had to really advocate for myself. And this is where I think I learned the most about my intuition, where everybody else just thought I was fucking stubborn. And I was, I am. (laughs) But I was like, you are not listening to me and I am not crazy. Yeah. Right. So when you're female, particularly in Western medicine, there is just an inherent bias that we're overly emotional. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, so we're just blown off. Like, again, I'm not a woman of color, but my friends who are, I mean, they're like, oh yeah, like really like, but it's not, it's to all females. It's just an inherent bias to it. And you do have to swing really hardcore to advocate for yourself and it's hard and it's exhausting. So the, the full stories in my unicorn wellness handbook of this you know, struggled to be heard knowing that something was really wrong, but they kept blowing me off and they kept prescribing, you know, anti-anxiety medication and antidepressants mostly. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, sure, yes. And, you know, like I knew there was something with my food. And so what I teach has absolutely grown out of all of the things that I leaned into in my intuition through the process of my wellness. Because when I leaned into writing my food reset, food was the hugest, that's not even a real word, but it was the biggest healer for me. It saved my life when I finally wrote out and cracked my own food code. Didn't go with what someone said I should be eating, you know, this diet or that diet, it didn't work. The big borrow and steal and like listening to my vessel and then doing the research, that worked and it still does. And taking the workouts from an hour down to 30 minutes. I don't know why this isn't talked about more for autoimmune issues, because this is something that every body can do for the long-term wellness with an autoimmune diagnosis is to keep it to that 30 minutes. Because with an autoimmune vessel, you don't want to trigger your your immune response. Absolutely. And every time you do, it knocks you out. You know, it could be four days, could be two months. And so when I quit abiding by someone else's version of fitness and what a fit body could do or should do, that was a huge game changer for me. Did you stumble onto that yourself? Did you just by trial and error figure it out? Well, I knew that I felt better when I just kept it to 30 minutes. I'll put it that way. I've always been a very intuitive person. I trust my instincts about myself. It can take me a long time to really lean into them. So I had, I just knew that I felt better when I didn't do more. That was number one. But two, the research is out there that this is one of the best support systems for an autoimmune body. But I, again, I think I've heard three people discuss it and I don't understand why more people are not discussing it because it is so empowering. And so those with autoimmune issues come to Unicorn Wellness Studio really thrive. Like they really thrive. And I've not pushed it for the autoimmune community. I have a lot of reasons for that. I don't want to be overly associated with the disorders, yeah. right? In order to allow for healing. So this is kind of a funny range too, but it exists. That that knowledge exists. There are people who know about it. I tend to only hear it in like a paleo community aspect or the autoimmune paleo community. 
Um, but it's a real thing. But that was five years ago that I heard anybody else talking about it. And up until that point, I just knew that I felt better. And I understood like from a functional training perspective when cortisol kicked in. Right. We need to get this word out there. If anybody, <laughs> if any of the listeners have autoimmune, know someone that has autoimmune, we have to get the word out there. Because like I said before, I mean, I struggled with my doctor telling me, oh, you know, you need to exercise, but not too much. No one said, Gretchen, no more than 30 minutes. But it's yeah. so funny how the universe works because at the beginning of the year is like, okay, well, what I did last year is not working. Yeah. If I can just commit to 30 minutes... Yes. then I'm going to do 30 minutes. And I don't even know why that number came into my head. Spirit's going to tell us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Like, I have always felt, this is where, like, the renegade in me, right? Like, the manifesting generator comes in of, like, I just can't go by anybody else's rules. It has to come through me. And I do trust that. And what has happened for me in my fitness and wellness career is that I have these inclinations and I have these ideas and I know they're gifts from spirit at this point. And then the research and the science backs it up, right? Yeah. The practical pieces, which I love because I always say I, I coach and train and mentor from a practical and a magical space. We're in a 3D vessel in a 3D body having a 3D experience. We got to deal with practical pieces. And yet we're so much more than that. That 30 minute transition was life-changing for me. Again, because I came from a fitness environment, I was an athlete, I was a professional dancer and things were expected of me, right? And other coaches pushed me. And every time I did it, it blew me out. And then I was just paying for it for weeks or months at a time. Right. Oh my goodness. And then with the celiac, you have diet plans in your program or you have recipes in your program and I'm assuming that caters to more of a gluten-free type of program. It does. And the way the food component works, again, on the site is slightly different. I don't like to say program. I don't want to say that it's a map or a diet. Um, we have a library full of recipes. Oh, I like right? that. Like, yes. So it's, there's, there's smoothies, there's treats, there's you know quick lunches and those types of things. It's a much more organic process in there, but yes, it's all gluten-free. And then there are those variations of like, you know, you may need to make some adjustments, but almost everything, everything is gluten-free. Almost everything is dairy-free because I don't do cow dairy. Uh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of variations in there. So there's a library of recipes if anyone's interested in that. Some people are disappointed when they get to the site because there aren't programs to follow. There's not printable pieces. I just don't work in that way. It's a much more organic and intuitive process. If someone is interested in, you know, really taking an upswing in their health and wellness, they would be looking at my 41 day food reset. And that is an opportunity to crack your personal food code. And that one's got more structure to it for sure and is definitely 41 days in total. But it really is a very personal experience of tracking what works for you, what doesn't work for you, so that by the end of it, you have a map of your own to lean into. Okay. I was just going to ask you, what does that mean? So you basically, you'll you'll figure out over the course of 41 days how your body reacts and feels when you eat certain foods. 
Yes. And so it's, there'll be things that look very common to those of us who've been doing this for a lot of years, meaning it looks like, you know, an elimination diet from the beginning, because you want to take out all the things that are big stressors and just trigger inflammation, right? Yes. I mean, that's a basic, I think now to understand. So the first five days is an elimination process of taking out things that are these big triggers and leaving what I call like the do no harm foods, Uh (laughs) like things that are just typically not going to be a trigger unless you know that you have an allergy to them or something. So it gives you a baseline and then you do start to add things back in three or four days at a time and you journal about it. What is it triggering emotionally? What is it triggering physically? And I have a private Facebook group. We do guided resets, you know, throughout the year, but you can always hop in. And the community is so loving because the Unicorn Wellness community, I mean, they're just, they're so loving that they're always there. Like whoever's ready to like really increase their healing and lean in, you know, they're all, everybody's there for them. So there's always somebody to answer questions or to um, give guidance, but then you've got just years of scrolling that you can read of how people move through the reset. Oh, I love that. That's so great. And I just want to speak to um, going through the foods and doing the food reset because I've had a lot of personal experience with this. And I, I want the listeners to know that it's really funny because sometimes we think, oh, you know, yes, that's bad for me or no, I don't have this type of allergy. I was one of those persons that thought that I was fine with dairy Mm -hmm. until I was having all kinds of health issues and I had to go to an allergist and she said, you, you're allergic to dairy. And I'm like, nope, I had yogurt this morning. (laughs) Not allergic (laughs) to it. And she's like, well. (laughs) And she says, I just want you to remove this from your diet for two weeks. And I could not believe the difference it made in my life. Yeah. Amazing. So. Well, and this is a common theme with the reset too. Why I don't push it because it's a thing. And the people who get the most out of doing it are the ones that are like, I eat healthy. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's like the flag that goes off where you're like, oh, oh, sister, you know, because that was me also. Yeah. I'm fit. I'm in the industry. Of course, I'm doing everything right. I've done one of everything, literally. But it wasn't until... I'm, I wrote the food reset that it started to make sense. And the thing that I'd like to offer that I think it's important for people to hear is that you don't have to test positive to an allergy for it to not be a fit for your vessel. And this is the tricky part, because for those of us who have had, you know, we know we have symptoms and we have the luxury and the privilege of getting care. I was told for years, you're not allergic to this. You don't react to this. This is fine. Right. Right. Paid fifteen hundred dollars out of pocket to do all of the allergy tests. Yeah. And then you have celiac all of a sudden. Right. (laughs) Totally. Exactly. And not only that, like what sounds like complicated layers of like once you have celiac, then your your digestive system is compromised and you may not be allergic to something, but it's firing the wrong way in your vessel. Right. So. I learned from me and then our members who embark on the reset really understand you don't have to test positive to being, you know, sensitive or allergic to it for it to be not a fit for your vessel, for it to be causing problems. The only way when it comes to food is to give it that pause and then test it. Yes. Right. Go without it. See how you feel. And then put it back in. How does the body react, respond? That is the only answer you really, truly need. 
Absolutely. And I mean, speaking from personal experience, I've gone through the allergy testing more than once and it got to the point where I was allergic to so much. It was like, you know what? I really don't want to hear that I'm allergic to anything else. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Don't even tell me. You've got to do what you just said. You need to vet through it. You need to, you know, go through each item and really see how it feels in your body and you will be surprised. And frankly, I need to do it again. I think that our bodies change and it's not just a one and done type of thing. I was just going to say that because <laughs> I, because, you know, we, we want a one and done again, for those of us who've been through a lot in our vessel, we're like, I'm just so tired. Could we not yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. could we just, why do other people seem to get to be normal and eat everything? And yet if we lean into being in conversation with our vessel, working with it rather than beating it up or working against it, things that work change over time for all kinds of reasons. So some people will not want to embark on my 41 day food reset because they see it as deprivation. And like, I'm just going to learn about things that I have to take out and I'm never going to be able to eat again. That's not true. And that's not the goal. When you take them out, the vessel, your digestive system has an opportunity to heal. Yes. And interestingly enough, later down the road, you might be able to add all of those things back in. That was a huge thing for me. I went years without stuff and then was able to add it back in, which is so beautiful. And some people, it doesn't take that long. Yes. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that, that sometimes we just need to eliminate to heal and then our body may be able to adjust and adapt to foods we weren't able to eat before. Absolutely. My daughter actually has had eczema since she was about two. Yep. And all of a sudden she can eat dairy and she can eat some gluten now. (laughs) Totally. My oldest has psoriasis Mm -hmm. and we don't do gluten in the household for all the reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But he really had to stay away from peanuts and almonds. And in the last year he can eat peanut butter. Yeah. Crazy. You know, it's like just crazy. And it it used to be an automatic flare up. Just automatically. And then it would you'd be six to weeks to six months to get it to calm down. And now it's just not. And so the other thing that I think is important to hear is that another thing that shifts where we're able to be fueled with and supported by is our horm- our hormonal patterns, hormones. So like when we're talking about our children, their growth spurts and hormone influxes affect their digestive system and their system. And For those of us who identify as female in this lifetime, you know, those hormone shifts are real. And if you have had pregnancies, if there have been miscarriages, if there are autoimmune issues, that hormone flux, that's a lot, you know, and coming off of birth control or going on to it, these all affect it. So this will influence what our body needs or wants or can process in food. A hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I know my daughter was on birth control. She had um, issues with her cycle from a very young age, and they finally just put her on birth control before I really knew what it did to your body. Yeah. She was on it for years, and she quit taking it. And that's when her intolerances changed. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Plus, I think there's some emotional aspects. You know, we go through different emotional things in our life. And, um, you know, what we experienced five years ago, that's one thing. And we may have some emotional traumas in our future self. 
And that can also impact our body and our health and so on and so forth. So things change. In in both ways. And I think it's important to remember that too. Yes. Because right? we hear things change and we hear stressors and we're living through a pandemic and like life is really intense. But we have to remember that things can change for the better also. Right? Absolutely. Our physical vessels are designed to heal. The most exciting thing about being human is that we're so mutable. Yes. Right. And so this, you know, concept of like, if we just lean in to be in conversation with our vessel, if we're willing to listen to it, it's a really good communicator. We just don't tend to listen until it doesn't feel well, you know, like until it's angry. It's like, I've been trying to tell you for years now, you're just now listening. Right. That if we can listen to the softer pieces and this, you know, trying to pull it back full circle, the softer pieces of going more gently in our fitness patterns, spending more time in meditation or in Reiki, these are the softer, quieter places. And I always say that clarity will come if we make clarity welcome which means it can't be as noisy. There's got to be moments of quiet and calm for those whispers to get in so they don't have to turn into the universe throwing dishes at our head. Absolutely. I want to just touch on tarot really quickly because a lot of the listeners may not understand how tarot would play into all of this. Mm. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Absolutely. I think tarot really fills the space for self-evaluation, self-development, and self-revolution. So for me, from a mentoring and teaching coaching perspective, I'm really not interested in it unless we're going to get into the emotions and into the traumas and the wounds and into the shadows. Um, As someone who identifies as a witch, I know that the healing takes place in the dark. And these are those shadow places that get demonized, that we don't want to discuss, that we don't want to process. Mm -hmm. But those are the things that will lead us and reward us with the most healing, you know, in the end. So the tarot is very, it was very clear early in my life, like at the age of 16, that this was a gift. I clearly didn't understand it. Uh (laughs) That that was going to be a thing. I didn't start reading professionally until I was 32. I'm, I'm about to be 44. So, you know, it's been a long relationship. The tarot is a, it's a system, number one. So there's two ways to read the tarot and there's two ways to embark on engaging with it, right? You can go with the system. It was created as a parlor card game and it is based on the hero's journey and it is myths and archetypes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you can just go purely from that standpoint that a card that is pulled, we know from a science perspective that humans calm down when we are looking at images. So this is a real like therapy technique. I'm not a therapist, but this is, this is real process. Look at an image. The human vessel can produce cortisol from that and it just calms down. And then you can process thoughts, emotions, and feelings better because it's taken a constructive step out of the self, right? It becomes about the image. Right. And then it's much easier to talk. It's like with children. I think your episode on on, on um, raising gifted children, uh-huh. right? Like psychically gifted children. There was so much discussion about drawing 
with them and coloring. Yes. Part of the reason that works is because it gets it out of the personal and, and the emotional. It's not about them. They don't feel judged. It doesn't seem scary. It's just an image on a page. We're just going to work through this. Right. Right. It's the same for adults and tarot. So you can simply look at it in that manner and you can keep it in a cerebral space. This image makes me feel like this. There is a system of reading the major and the minor arcana and they have a story that they tell. Every card has a basic traditional meaning to it. And so you can go simply based on that, right? Okay. This card offers this narrative. How is that resonating for you? What does it bring up for you right now? How do you connect to that? So that's useful, right? Yes. And, or you can lean into it as a tool of divination. And a tool of divination allows us to channel messages from the unseen, higher self, guides, guardian angels, you know, spirit itself, goddesses, ascended masters. And you can use it as a channel to then bring through personal messages. That depends on the reader, right? Because everybody has different gifts. Mm -hmm. But some of us are highly intuitive, some of us are channels, and some of us are psychic, and it's just different. It's all valid. So for me, I read from a psychic intuitive perspective. I use the cards to channel messages through. So sometimes when I'm reading, the card will be based in the traditional message of it, and sometimes it has nothing to do with it. You know, I'm just the messenger and the conduit of like, here's what wants to be heard to move you forward for your highest and greatest good. Nice. And this is a general a general read, obviously. On the site, yes. yes. There, it is a collective reading for the members. And so this becomes interesting also because the Unicorn Wellness community is an energetic community, right? Yes. They're connected because of Unicorn Wellness. And so the readings that come through with the membership are a community reading for that month for members. So it, it will also resonate differently for each member. But what comes back time and time again is the members are just kind of blown away. They're like, that was totally, absolutely spot on for me. And I'm like, I know, it's magic. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, I have to say, I personally started for years, started my morning with a tarot reading, uh, with an astrology reading, getting the the energetic feel for the day. And so, you know, I'm going to different sites to get some of this information. There's specific people I would follow. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that on unicornwellnessstudio.com, you can get it all <laughs> in one place. So you absolutely yeah. nailed it. Love that. Thank you. I really, I, again, I'm like, it's what I want. It's really a one-stop shop. Also, when you find a teacher, you know, or a healer or communicator you connect with and you trust, then you tend to want it all in the same narrative, right? Like yeah. I, I listen to other readers, other astrologers, but sometimes that wears me out too. Cause I'm like, it doesn't speak to the community. So the Unicorn Wellness Studio community really is a community. There's a Facebook group that's been there, you know, for nine years and you can speak to each other if you want to, you don't have to, but the energetics are different for us because we're in, in these practices, right? Yeah. These spiritual practices and we're committed to a life that is by design, that is more sacred, that is slower, that is more honoring. And so those readings are going to be really different for those who are in practice versus those who are in different practices or just aren't aren't in practice. Yet. Right, right. 
All right. So Tandy, where can we connect with you on the Facebook community? The Facebook community right now is for members only. Okay. um, Because it is an energetic community. All right. However, on Instagram, one, you can always find me at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. If you head to unicornwellnessstudio.com, there's a button that says start here that will lead you into some gifts. And within that, one of the very first ones is my Telegram community that is open to non-members as well. So you can start to have a conversation. You can connect with me. You can chat with other members. You know, whether you ever make that leap to membership or not, doesn't matter because that community is there on Telegram. Right, which I think would be a great place just to for people to dive in and get the feel for it and really be able to connect with you and feel your energy. I've been to your site. I've checked it out and I absolutely loved it. It resonates with me. I can't imagine it not for anyone else, but this would be a great place and a great way to start. Thank you so much. And I really, this interview has been so lovely. Your energy is so lovely. And I just appreciate that you see and you understand the work. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. In addition to that, I know you have a podcast as well, The Magic Spark. Yes, it's brand new. Yes, (laughs) I found it. It's brand new. I think I've listened to all of the episodes so far. (laughs) Fabulous. You guys, you have to check it out. It's The Magic Spark. And if anybody's into astrology, I have to say that your little dive into the spring forecast and your discussion on Aries, if anybody's an Aries, it, I'm not an Aries, I'm a Taurus, but <laughs> amazing. I love the way I've never heard anybody talk in Ari- about an Aries the way that you did. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. I, I thank you so much. This has been such a heart-centric project. It's been a long time coming. The Magic Spark, you know, we just launched it. And this is the type of teaching and, and, and discussion and tarot readings and energy forecasts that the members have been getting for nine years. And now we're moving, you know, into that bigger space and that wider conversation. But I also want to say that I'm a Taurus sun. So no wonder Uh, we connect so well. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, Tandy, is there, are there any parting words that you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Oh, just don't forget your magic. You know, don't forget or bypass the our vessel, our, our heart, our soul is so mutable. It has been a very challenging set of years, but that mutability means healing and magic and blessings also, right? Just like the Wheel of Fortune card, like you can't be in a down cycle all the time. So if it feels kind of at that bottom out point, know that that wheel is turning towards good fortune soon. And without beleaguering it, the astrology of this month, April 2022, but 2022 in general, is such a transformative healing year that will reap blessings at the end of this year and into next year. Healing is not comfortable. (laughs) So I feel like, you know, like the breakdown is for the breakthrough and that we are designed to heal. If, if you can keep those things in mind, that can be enough wind in your sails to keep going and that there is support. There is something that will work. If you found a thousand different ways that didn't 
help. Well, you know, the thousand things that don't work. So good. We check those off the list now to find the one that does. Yes. I I just love your parting words. And I love that the breakdown is for the breakthrough. And I think we should leave it on that. <laughs> Happy to. So thank you so much for coming on the show. You were an absolute pleasure. And remember, you can connect with Tandy at unicornwellnessstudio.com and you can check her out on Instagram as well at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Thank you so much again for just gracing us with your presence and your time. I'm so grateful for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Spiritual Life Management Podcast. If you're looking for more information on Unicorn Wellness Studio and Tandy, please see below in the show notes. Hey, coming up on the show in our next episode, I have Stephen Shaw coming on. Stephen is a globally renowned mystic, spiritual life coach, shaman, tantra master, and author of 12 best-selling spiritual self-help books. Book Authority's best-selling books of all time winner, Stephen teaches secrets and keys to help people transform their lives. He works with A-listers and celebrity clients, mostly in Los Angeles County and also on Zoom Worldwide. So be sure to hit that like button and be sure to subscribe so you get notified when our next episode airs with Stephen Shaw. Have a wonderful day and namaste.